Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The Random Stats Guy joins me once again. Mate, how are we? Going great, Guru. Going great. Um, Great weekend of footy. Uh, the Seagulls honestly surprised me, but far out. How about that game between Penrith and Eels? An absolute ripper. Mate, a sensational game of footy. And I'll tell you what, if the Penrith Panthers, if they had to pick the last team in the world they want to play this week off a, off a week off, it has to be the Melbourne Storm, doesn't it? Good God. Oh, yeah, the last team, absolutely. And I heard that when they went to their recovery session, there were a few players limping here and there, and it's going to be another bash fest again um, against Melbourne and in that afternoon heat at Suncorp. Couldn't think of anything worse backing up. It is going to be a tough gig. Now, before we get into some of the stats you've got, and you've got some absolute crackers for us, you have expanded to Facebook this week, mate. Tell us about that. Absolutely, just broadening my horizons um, after uh, six, doing pretty well um, in my first year on Instagram. So checking out Facebook this week, I'll be going live during the South Sydney Manly game, just posting up random stats just for the conversation starters. If you're at a pub, at your family's house, with your boyfriend or girlfriend, um, just to bug them with. So uh, keep an eye on that random stats guy on Facebook. Good God, I want to be at a pub talking shit. You really got me scratching there. Uh, mate, let's dive into some of the stats from this week. And uh, obviously, the Manly Seagulls have had a bit of a mixed finals run, got absolutely slapped by the Melbourne Storm in week one, bounced back last week against the Sydney Roosters. Tell us about some of the teams over the past, you know, 20-odd years that have had big defeats and then bounced back from them. Absolutely. It's definitely not rare. We haven't seen a team kind of fight back Um, in about 10 years. We'll start with the Bulldogs in 2003. Now, they took on the Warriors, who were sixth at the time, and they lost 48-22 to in the first week of the finals. And that's the game that I think Francis Melly went on to score five tries in a match, absolutely put on a show. They bounced back the next week and beat the Melbourne Storm, who were fifth in that that year, 30 points to nil. So that was a big bounce back that we saw there. Um, And then they, of course, uh, lost in that prelim to the Roosters. But 48 to 22, and then sizing it back to 30 nil was one big effort. 
And that that New Zealand Warriors side back in the day, once they got momentum, it was just over. It was like try, trying to stop a train, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Especially coming off that 2002 uh, finals defeat, they definitely had a lot of a lot to show, and they definitely put it on in that uh, first match. Now, mate, the next team you're going to talk about, the New Zealand Warriors once again. Tell us about them in 2011. 2011, they played the Broncos, who were third, and they lost 40-10 to 10 up there on, at Suncorp. They then went on to take on the Tigers down at Allianz on the fourth, who came fourth, sorry, and they were down 18-6 at halftime. They came back and crawled their way to victory 22-20. Then they had that famous victory, of course, against the Melbourne Storm, who were first in the comp that year, SJ, with that beautiful show and go giving it off to Louis Brown. Who could forget that? Um, of course, it unfortunately ended in tears in the grand final, but one of those big bounce backs where you thought they were gone first week, knocked out, um, and then came back around. I, I heard Cooper Cronk talking the other day about that play. He was the guy that obviously fell for that dummy from Sean Johnson. And, mate, it seems like 10 years on, he's still in disbelief. Uh, it's, it's the only time I've seen Cooper Cronk, Cooper Cronk just out of complete control for more than a split second, I reckon. An unbelievable moment. Unbelievable. I mean, you see the replays every day and you just see Cronk, one of the great players to play our game, just... Four for a simple uh, show and go. I mean, fatigue definitely played a part, but got to give all the credit to SJ, that class, and can't wait to see him back at the Warriors next year as well. Mate, coming in at number two, we've got the North Queensland Cowboys in 2005. Of course, the first year that Jonathan Thurston arrived up there, he won the Dalian medal that season. Tell us about that game, mate. Well, the first week of the finals definitely didn't go to plan for North Queensland. They lost 50-6 to to the Tigers a record loss for them, but they backed it up the next week and boy, did they start well against Melbourne. Uh, they were up 16-0 at the break, went on to cruise through them 24-16, but their best win, they say, for the prelim final, which was probably their grand final, uh, 29-0 against the Parramatta Eels, who came first that year and was probably anyone's tip to win the competition. Um, unfortunately, once again, ended in tears in that grand final. Another magical moment, Benji Marshall with that flick pass to Paddy Richards. Um, but a year of what could have been, but definitely one of the big comebacks we've seen after going down so harsh in that first week. And I could be wrong, mate, but I, I think I remember that game, and I remember Brett Hodgson. I think he scored three tries, kicked a heap of goals. I think it might be the record for most points in a game by a West Tigers player. Yeah, absolutely. You got that spot, spot on. Um, Brett Hodgson had an absolute field day, obviously going on to score 300 and something points. And we know that no player has ever lost the competition after scoring that many points. And it was funny that Hazem only did it a year earlier. So there you go. Mate, let's move to the number one. And we're, we're going deep here. We're going back to the Melbourne Storm in 1999. Of course, they went on to win the premiership this year in just their second season. Uh, tell us about this one, mate. They came out full guns blazing. They had the home qualifying final against no one else but St. George Illawarra. And they went down 34 to 10 in front of their home fans. Um, they bounced back and just won against the Bulldogs 24 to 22, came fifth that season. But then against the Eels, second place, another big win for them. They crawled back from 16 6 down at half time to win 18 to 6. And of course, unlike the teams that I mentioned before, they went on to win the grand final. Obviously, that famous comeback and penalty try giving them the trophy. Um, and Glenn Lazarus, one of the records for most comps won with three different clubs, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, I, it was obviously his, his third club that he'd won a premiership at in, I think it was six or seven years, which oh, actually more than that. He would have won it with the Raiders in the early 90s. But yeah, he went Raiders, Broncos, and then to the Melbourne Storm, which was incredible. Those scenes of him doing a cartwheel and... I, I guess obviously a memory that, that the Dragons would uh would, would probably like like to forget. But geez, there's one try in that game that Nathan Blacklock scores that still to this day I think it's one of the best I've ever seen. Brett Kamali chips over the top and he just comes charging onto that ball and it's just a sliding doors moment. He just goes through completely untouched. An unbelievable try. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly how you want a player, a fullback rather to run through and uh, catch a little chip and chase. Um, and how about the backflip? Did he do a backflip at the end? I'm pretty sure he did on grand final day, yeah, surely. I'm sure he would have, mate. <laughs> I have no doubt he would. he would have enjoyed himself. That has to be the biggest crowd has ever witnessed a backflip. I think there was 101,000 odd at yeah. the Stadium Australia that day. Yeah, well, that, that, that was the year before the Olympics. So it was when they built the proper stadium there, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mate, uh, let's move to the games this week. We've got the Rabbitohs taking on the Manly Seagulls in the first game. And uh, you got a couple of stats on Wayne Bennett. Obviously, this competition is going to play be played up in Queensland for the remaining three games. This game's at Suncorp Stadium. Got a pretty handy record up there, Wayne Bennett. Absolutely. Um, he's never lost a grand final qualifier in Brisbane. Um, funnily enough, if the Roosters won, it would have been the third time the Roosters have played a prelim um, in Brisbane. And, and Wayne's beaten them every time then. So they beat the Roosters in 2015 to advance to the 2015 grand final. And in 1998, they beat Sydney City um, back at the old stadium, ANZ Stadium that the uh, old timers used to know. Um, so big troops there. And he loves playing at Suncorp for a prelim. And, mate, probably worth pointing out here, because I made this mistake too. I'm sure a lot of people will be thinking that he lost that game to Melbourne. I think it was Ashton Sims who knocked the ball on, and I think it was Greg Inglis that ended up scoring in the corner. Might might have been Guyer off the top of my head, one of those two. But it should be noted that was a semi-final, wasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, in the back of my mind when I was researching this, I thought, oh, that's got to be the prelim. Absolutely not. They went on to beat Cronulla 28-0 in that prelim before uh, obviously getting put to nil the next week by Manly, 40 to nil. But yeah, definitely the semi-final there, but it was really more a grand final that game. And mate, Wayne Bennett obviously got an unbelievable record in Brisbane, but also a pretty handy record against Desi Hasler in finals too. Yeah, absolutely. He's three and zip across three different clubs. Surprisingly, the Broncos aren't one of them. It's the Dragons who uh, beat Manly at 28 nil in 2009. The Knights 22 to six against the Bulldogs in 2013. And the Rabbitohs, uh, 34 to 26 against Manly, only two seasons ago. So definitely a good record over Des. It'll be interesting to see if he can make it four in a row. Mate, I don't know what's more impressive, if he's got a 3-0 record or the fact that he hasn't faced Des Hazard in a finals game as a Broncos coach. That seems crazy to me. Absolutely. I mean, all the years that he's coached at Brisbane hasn't taken on Desi either with Manly or the uh, Bulldogs. So, yeah, very interesting to see uh, him not face against uh, Dez with the Bronx. Especially for so many, like, oh, obviously the Manly Seagulls, they've nearly always been in the finals under Dez, and 
the whole time he was at Canterbury, they were playing finals footy as well. And that was when Brisbane were pretty damn handy too. That's a, that's an impressive little stat there. Mate, let's move to the Melbourne Storm versus the Penrith Panthers. And uh, you got a stat for me. Obviously, the Penrith Panthers, they finished second this year. They lost in week one. Uh, history tells us it's pretty hard to recover from that. Absolutely. And the way that they uh, felt the pain after that Parramatta game, it might be even tougher, but... Only two teams in the NRL era since 1998, that is, who have come second in the regular season have gone on to make the grand final after losing week one. Those two teams are the Bulldogs, who lost to the Cowboys in that first week, 30-22, to 22, and then obviously went on to win the comp uh, that same year. And the Roosters in 2000, who lost to Parramatta in the first week of uh, the finals, 32-8, to eight, and then went on to lose to the Broncos in the grand final decider. So... There hasn't been a team in the last 17 seasons to do it. Can Penrith be the first to be an absolute boil over? But I feel Nathan Cleary, he's playing his first game against Melbourne since that decider. A bit of bad blood. I'm sure he's got this uh, game uh, crossed out in his calendar for a while. Mate, I'll tell you what, that'll be head noise central for Nathan Cleary, won't it? I, I can't believe he hasn't come across them since. He's obviously been injured and origin and whatnot, but uh, I'm sure he would have liked to have uh, blown the cobwebs out against this side before it comes down to the season decider. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Penrith fared well at home, but when they came to Suncorp and played them on a Sunday a Sunday afternoon, I'm pretty sure it got rescheduled too. Um Melbourne came away with the chocolates and they won pretty well, obviously without Cleary, but be interesting to see what he can add to the side. Obviously a lot more composure, but be interesting to see. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mate, I think for the sake of our narrative and this podcast heading into next week, I want to see the Melbourne Storm and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think you can come up with some gems if it is Bellamy versus Wayne Bennett. I think that'll be unreal. What are you predicting will be the grand final next week? I am predicting the Rabbitohs to just edge out Manly on the weekend. It's going to be such a tight game, but I think Wayne's record against Dez might fare well here. And we saw how the right side defence for Manly kind of shook and fell apart against the Roosters. Um, I think Cody Walker, AJ, Dane Gagai, they'll have a field day out there. Um, so Rabbitohs to go through there and Melbourne pretty easily against Penrith. I think Penrith played their grand final last week, unfortunately. Um, and I think Melbourne might put on a big score. They just look exhausted, Penrith, don't they? They just look like they've... They've just about run out of gas, and you, you know, we've seen the Melbourne Storm coming off a break before in the past, and you just know Craig Milne's going to have them up, ready, and roaring, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a master of it, and we know that Melbourne have won their last three prelims as favourites by thirteen plus. So the game against the Chooks that they lost back in twenty nineteen, they were the underdogs, but every game since then, it's been thirteen plus uh, the way of Melbourne and. He's, he's a no-mercy sort of man, Craig Bellamy. Every team is at his disposal. Mate, thank you for joining us once again. Just a reminder to all the listeners, jump on Facebook, Random Stats Guy. Follow him during those games on the weekend and jump on Instagram, follow him at Random Stats Guy. You're doing sensational things, brother. It's very exciting to see. Thank you very much, Guru. Really appreciate your time uh, with the podcast um, and can't wait for the weekend's games ahead.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.